So just just for everybody that is listening and watching this on the YouTube channel, you got a property that once fixed up would sell for 375 an agent brought you that deal and you were able to lock up that deal at 121,500 i am telling you guys every single day of the week every hour of every single day every minute of every single day a deal is going down like this this is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. I want to welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast to the Rhino Tribe from Idaho Falls. It is Char hiring. Char, how are you, brother? It is good to have you on the podcast. Man, I'm so good and I'm so happy to be here today. We're going to open this up. Char has been doing some really interesting deals and we're going to break this all down as we get into this conversation. He's done tiny house developments that he's sold and wholesaled and he's done multifamily. He's done it all across the board. So we're going to get into this. This isn't just the typical, you know, three bed, two bath house wholesaling podcast episode today. This is going to be really exciting. So stick around and really hear what Char has going on because I think he's got some exciting, exciting strategies that he's going to share with everybody. So first off, Char, talk to us. How long have you been in real estate? Brad, I've been in real estate for the past five years. I, I got in the game back in 2017. <laughs> okay. And what were you doing before you became a real estate investor, real estate entrepreneur? What was your life like? Were you in school? Did you have, were you working in a job? What were you doing? Talk to us about that. You know, that's a great story and it, it's kind of a, a good motivational thing of, of what I was doing before I got into real estate and kind of where my life was at before, you know, I got into real estate and, and the mindset that I have today. So before real estate in 2017, I was actually, you know, bouncing from job to job. I, I kid you not, I've had over 50 jobs in my life. <laughs> and, you know, ever since I, I found real estate, I, I've stuck with this longer than anything else. And I've been in a five years and I just absolutely love it. And, you know, my life before before real estate was an interesting one. I was, you know, hanging around a bad, bad crowd and out drinking and, and partying every weekend and just, you know, throw my life away and just didn't know what I wanted to do. But I wanted to do something awesome and great, but I just didn't have the tools or the knowledge to really get where I wanted to go. So what were these jobs? I mean, obviously you're unemployable. Can we, can we just, can we just put that out there? You're unemployable. You had 50 jobs. Why don't you stick to being a business owner? I think that that suits you a little bit better, right? So what I are some of these jobs that you were doing just to give people perspective of your experience out there in the job market? It was like this jobs you get like right out of high school. It was, you know, fast food, working at car washes. It, it was nothing really too special. It was just you know, the run of the mill, just basic jobs, making a little bit better than minimum wage. And the problem I had was I would just give it my all with these jobs and just, just crush it for the company and expect for them to do that back for me and, and pay me really well and take care of me. And it never happened. And I'm really happy that it didn't happen because, you know, if they would have gave me that $20 an hour, they would have gave me that $15 an hour. I probably want to be here today. I'd probably be working that job and, and not be an entrepreneur like I am today. 
So what 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 made you make the decision? What made you get into real estate and more specifically wholesaling real estate after you're doing all these jobs? I mean, there's so many different options out there. What made you what what pulled you into this beautiful industry of of real estate investing, real estate wholesaling? I, I think there's two parts to that. One of it was an ex-girlfriend who could see that I wanted to do more with my life. And, you know, she was pushing me to read this book. And I think that everybody knows what book that is. But she said to me this, she's like, if we stay together, if we break up, I want you to do one thing. I want you to read this book. And it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yep. And I, I pick up the book and I read it and I feel like it was the missing link to my life. Because I've never been taught financial education. My parents were, you know, super poor. We, we grew up that way. I was never taught about money or, or how to do, you know, any of these things. And that book just completely blew my mind. And it, it was just, it was crazy. Another part to that was the, the job that I was working at the time, I was just crushing it. I was making them $100,000 a day. And I was just crushing it in sales. And the thing that kind of tipped me over the edge was, they had hired a new girl and they started paying her more money than me. Mm. And she had a role that was below mine. And I just said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I quit. You know, they're not going to pay me. You know, they started paying her 20 bucks an hour. I think I was getting 13 and I was just crushing it, doing everything. And I'm just like, I'm done. I'm not going to do this. And, you know, after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and, you know, my ex-girlfriend tell me that I should read this book and also pushed me saying that, you know, real estate, that book talks about real estate all the time. I really had in my head kind of pounded, I should get a job selling real estate. And I really thought that that was going to answer all my problems is I need to get a high paying job and it needs to be in real estate. So what I did is I drafted up a really nice resume that wasn't 100% true, but I had been to so many interviews, over 50 interviews. I've been, I've gotten really good at interviewing and talking to people and, and, and good at landing these jobs because I had so much experience in these interviews. And so I got an interview for this company to be a salesperson selling manufactured in tiny homes. And I just told myself, I'm going to go to this job interview. I'm going to crush it because the pay on this, you know, the pay at this job was anywhere from 70000 to $200,000 a year. I had never seen that kind of money. The most I had ever made was like $30,000 a year. So I went yeah, to the interview you and we're at 13 bucks an hour a second ago. Yeah. Right. And that probably equals out to maybe 26 grand a year. Right. Sure. Like that. So, you know, 26,000, 30 grand, give or take. It wasn't much. I was, I was, I was pinching pennies. I had a, a fancy sports car that was taking all my money. I was going to the bar every weekend and I'd wake up on Monday and ask myself, why am I broke? Why do I have no money? And I just didn't realize that it was, you know, my behaviors, my habits, the people surrounding me was the problem. And, you know, getting this job selling these manufactured and modular homes actually changed my life and my trajectory for the better. So that's incredible. So yeah. let me ask you this. So you were doing a job that you were getting paid 13 bucks an hour, making them a hundred grand. What was the job before this job that they hired somebody else that was getting paid more than you? Well, it seems like this was like the fork in the road. What was that? Was it sales? Sounds like sales. That job was, it was selling metal roofs. And yep. I think what it was is the economy just started popping. Mm -hmm. And all these people, you know, all this money started flowing in the economy. People started replacing their roofs and siding and all this stuff. And so the company just started popping off. 
We had all these contractors coming in, placing these big orders. And I was building the relationships with these contractors, you know, pulling strings for them. I had these contractors giving me $100 bills under the table to put their orders in front of other people. So I built these relationships and I got all these contractors to use us versus the competition. And I really felt like I was making and I was crushing it for this business and they were going to take care of me. But the truth was they didn't, you know, and I'm really glad they told me no to 20 bucks an hour because if sure. they would have said yes, yep. I probably would have still been there and I would have never gone on the path that I'm on today. So you get a job selling mini homes, right? Yep. Manufactured homes, tiny homes. Yep. Are we talking, are we talking like the shows like on Netflix, like tiny home living? Like these are like, you pull them over to a piece of land and you just kind of live in this tiny little 100, 200, 300 square foot house. These things like are pretty that. sweet. That's, that's exactly what it is, is we, we had, you know, the factory that I was selling them from because these homes are built in a factory up in Boise, Idaho, but. They decided to roll out a product, product that was these little mini homes that are about 400 square feet. And we also sold manufactured homes. So the tiny homes were a hit. We'd, we'd line up the tiny homes across the highway to, to bring in the traffic. And then we would, you know, add these people in our pipeline, talk to them. And, and I mean, they came in for a reason, right? But the tiny homes really drew people in. And even on social media, got so much attention. I think in a year, we grew our Facebook page to over 10,000 people on it, you know, just for our little town. So it was insane. That's incredible. And it didn't stop there with social media. I mean, you are very active. You've got a ton of people following you on TikTok, Instagram, that's growing. How is that affecting your business? How is social media? Let's kind of transition into that. How is that affecting your business right now? Whether it be getting deals, selling deals, like how is that affecting being loud? Because I talk about it all the time. Don't just be a, like a secret real estate investor. You need to go out there and let everybody know what you're doing and that you have energy and then you, you have excitement behind all of about every part of real estate, about every part of the process. And you kind of document that and people kind of follow you on the journey. And then all of a sudden they start sending you opportunities. Are you seeing that? What are you seeing with your social media? You know, I tell people this in real estate, I tell people give and it'll be given. and what that is, is I'm always willing to show people exactly what I'm doing on social media. You know, I don't hide anything. I don't hide my secrets from anybody or what I'm doing. I'm always willing to share that on social media. And it's, it's been such a huge, you know, a huge benefit. I, I, I get a lot of people who reach out to me and they want a JV just because of my, my social media presence or my knowledge that I have in real estate. And, you know, social media has been such a game changer for me. It's really brought me a lot of deals and it's it's brought me a lot of relationships that have really changed you know the dynamic for my my wholesaling business even my real estate you know I'm a real estate agent as well it's even changed that business where this year I'm crushing it as a real estate agent and I haven't advertised at all and it's just all referral business and a lot of it comes from social media that's incredible so how do you how are you balancing being a real estate agent and a wholesaler and an investor like how are you doing both of those roles are are you transitioning your business are you getting out of a more traditional real estate agent business into more of a wholesaling more of an investor you know a lot of a lot of late nights and and no weekends is what it is but to touch on that i don't do too much as a real estate agent i'm really picky with with what i select on what i take on that sure as, as far as buyers go they they kind of eat up a lot of time uh, so I, I don't really take on buyers unless it's a really good friend or a family member or somebody who really knows what they want. And they're like, hey, make an offer on this. All you have to do is write the offer. We're good to go. 
And then listings as well. Like I'll really kind of screen the, the, the seller and see, you know, how serious they are, if they're kind of a pain to work with. And if they're super easy, my job is really easy that I could just list it and, and collect a check. And obviously I'll have to do some work and, and represent them on their behalf and, and really take care of them. But it's really all not too much work to do a listing, especially if you have a, a super chill seller. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So talk to us about your wholesaling business. What does it look like in 2022? You've been in real estate. You've been building a lot of momentum. So what does it look like now? And are you in smaller markets? Are you getting into the bigger Boise markets? Are you staying in the smaller markets? You know, we found a lot of success in, in some of these smaller markets and we've crushed it with revenue. And to touch on that too, our wholesale fees are astronomical. They're huge. You know, we just closed on one that was a $60,000 assignment fee. And most of them on average are about 35 grand is what we're doing. Sure. And, and, and you know, the market I'm in, Idaho Falls is 80,000 people. Twin Falls, 80,000 people. Pocatello, 65,000, maybe 70,000 people. But, you know, with my knowledge of real estate and doing this, you know, so long, I really like to use my creative mind to get into the nitty gritty and, and see how we, you know, me, my business partner, my business, how we can get deals and how we can be different than everybody else. You know, with my mind and, and the way that I operate is I never shut it off. You know, I, after five or after, after six or whenever, you know, people clock out for the day, I always go home and think, how can we make this better? How, how can we be more creative? And how can we get the deals and how can we do it better than everybody else in this industry that's doing it? So it never stops. And I really enjoy it. And I think that's why it never stops because I'm, I'm super competitive and I, I, I want to be the best. I want to be the best at what I do. And that's why I do it every single day. I love it. So what do you go after? Are you going after the traditional deals? I mean, I kind of teed it up on some of these other things that you're going after, but are you going after single family houses? Are you going after land? Are you going after multifamily? Like with only 240,000 people in an area, I mean, we're talking maybe 100, 120, 150,000 houses, properties. I mean, there's still a good amount of opportunities if we know that 6 to 10% of those properties are going to be in distress at any time. So you're somewhere between eight and 12,000 houses that are in distress. How are you targeting those? So I, I guess to touch on the first part of that, we started out with single family homes. You know, we really thought that that was the bread and butter, how we can make our money. And for good reason too, you know, I told you know my business partner, I, I came to him last year and I said, he was a full-time electrician. I was a real estate agent. I was flipping homes on the side and I said, I, I want to be an investor. I don't really want to be an agent anymore. I want to build a business. I think that wholesaling is the way. And so our first month in business, we made $100,000 in profit. And you know, it's the good reason part, like I just touched on, was those came from single family homes that we found. So we started out with single family homes and, and we thought that that was the bread and butter. And then we started moving to lots. We started finding these vacant lots and we found that investors will pay top dollar for these vacant lots, especially if they're zoned where you can build multifamily on them. They'll, sure. they'll pay a, a tremendous amount for them, especially off market. I mean, not, they won't pay as much as if, if you put it on market because obviously, you know, off market, you, you have to sell for a little bit less. And then we, you know, we started realizing that multifamily was the cat's meow. That's what everybody wanted was multifamily. And I saw that from, you know, seeing homes on the market, you know, we, we have all these single family, but we had maybe one to, to no homes in our market. that were single family that they, they were listed at any given time. And I said, why don't we solve this problem? Why don't we solve the problem of finding these multifamily units? Because we could sell them quick. 
and we could sell them for cash and we could get paid fast. And so we started targeting multifamily housing and we just started crushing it. I love it. So how do you target? Did you just pull a list? Was it from tax assessors? Did you pull it from like a prop stream or a batch leads? Like how did you get the list of these multifamily properties? And isn't it intimidating to go after these properties that, you know, maybe are 10, 12, 40 units? Aren't they owned by just a bunch of big companies and they're not going to really give you the time of day? Like break through some of the some of our hallucinations that we might have when we're when we're about to start going after the multifamily. So first, where'd you get the list? And second, how's the experience once you did reach out to them? We we didn't start pulling lists from Batch Leader Prop Stream until I got my first mentor. Dan Brought, I think you say his last name he was from the bigger pockets. He was a wholesaler, but he was my first mentor, and we got him about five to six months in the business. And then that's when we learned how to pull lists and get cold callers and all that. But really at first, the first six months, we were just driving for dollars. I was making the cold calls and you know, we were calling agents. I was having my partner call agents all day long and just say, hey, look, I'm a cash investor. I'm your quickest paycheck. I buy it as is. I make it convenient for the seller and I can get you double commission. What more could you want? A paycheck sure. in seven days, 6% commission. I'll be your best friend. I'll make this as easy as possible. And agents really became our best friend and really be, we became their best friend because I really thought, you know, how can we leverage our time and how can we do it for free? Yeah. Agents, you know, they'll work for free because the seller's going to pay the commission and then we're leveraging their time because they're going to go out and find it. We don't have to actually put the time in. We just have to build their relationship and, and cultivate that relationship with them and get them to trust us. And that's what we did at first is we just, we drove for dollars and we, we just called agents all day. Agent, real estate agents? Are we talking like commercial agents that represent just, like multifamily? Everything. I mean, we, what I did was I went to my local MLS and I asked for every single agent's name, number and email. We email blasted them on, on, on MailChimp. And then we, you know, we got their phone numbers because it, it came with, you know, what the MLS gave us. Yeah. And we just started calling them all day and just, you know, telling them what we do and, and building that relationship. And it worked. It worked with like our first, you know, our first email blast. We, we got a single family residence. Our second one, we got a single family residence. And that was like $60,000 in profit from those two emails. Yeah, it's incredible. I am telling you, like part of the growing your business, part of, of, of really building a unbelievably consistent and predictable wholesaling business is building your referral database. I am telling you, you got to go out there. 25 people. You, If you can five, find 25 people that know you, like you, trust, and respect you, and they're going to send you opportunities as they come across them. And these 25 people are typically agents, people typically in the real estate market, whether they be other investors, wholesalers, but typically they're going to be agents. The average is they send you four deals a year. That's a hundred deals a year. If you have 25 referral partners out there sending you opportunities. And that's exactly what Char is talking about here. He's building up an army of people that are going to refer him and his business partner business. So is there one that you want to break down? Is there a deal that you want to break down that you feel like was a really good example of what it's like to squat up and to connect with and build referral partners? Yeah, so we had a real estate agent. So what we did, you know, we 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 sent out this Mailchimp email blast to an agent, and you know what we what we had put in this email was, "Hey, my name is so and so, I'm a cash buyer, 
I'm looking for, for homes that are off market before they hit the market, the need a little bit of work, a, a fixer upper. I have cash. I can close in seven days and I will buy this as is. We sent out the email and we had an agent reach out and say, I think I have a property that, that might work for you. And so, you know, we went and looked at the property, decided it was a hit. It was, it was a great property. And we determined that the market value of this property in its given state was probably worth maybe $185,000. Mm-hmm. We kind of haggled back and forth. We, we sent our first offer in at like $90,000 and the agent's like, that's just way too low. That's, that's, that's not going to work. We finally, you know, went back and forth and we agreed to a price. I believe it was like one twenty one five, And we ended up finding a cash buyer pretty shortly after that for one sixty, I believe, or maybe like one fifty five. Mm. I think we just went on Facebook or we, we just found a local home flipper and it was it was just that easy. So it was worth one eighty five. You sold for one thirty five. Market value was one eighty five. So if if we listed on the MLS, we probably would have got one eighty five as is. Uh, yeah, as is on market. But uh, you know, obviously, off market to a cash investor, they're not going to pay as much, and it's a little bit easier for us too because we can just you know, if this guy wants to buy cash, we don't have to go with the hassle of throwing it back on the market, dealing with a bunch of showings, agents, and we get to sell to a local home flipper that we know does a great job and is going to give somebody a nice product when, when done. Sure. So what does it sell? Totally fixed up. What does this property sell for? You know, that's the funny part The the flipper tried convincing us that he was only going to sell it for 300,000 when done. And he was really haggling us on price. And I'm like, there's no way you're going to sell this for 300,000. You're going to sell it for way more. And he ended up selling it for $375,000 when done, put about a hundred grand into it. And he, you know, he made a killing on it as well. So just just for everybody that is listening and watching this on the YouTube channel, you got a property that once fixed up would sell for three hundred and seventy five. An agent brought you that deal, and you were able to lock up that deal at one hundred and twenty one thousand five hundred. That is like thirty three percent of the fixed up value. Yep. I mean, there's no way that in this market you can get deals like that. I am telling you guys every single day of the week, every hour of every single day, every minute of every single day of deals going down like this. I am telling you, do not go in and assume you know what the seller wants. There are sellers that will trade potential equity for speed and convenience. You need to put that in your head. You got to believe in it because if you don't truly believe that you can get unbelievable deals, you will not find unbelievable deals because you don't get what you want. You get what you attract. And if you're attracting that and you're saying there's no way that that can happen, that's what you're going to get. But if you're saying every single day, the deal of a lifetime comes around once a week, the old Dolph DeRoose quote, I am telling you, you're going to find an unbelievable deal like Char had here. And honestly, I think, you know, I mean, he said 300 and you got it over to him at 165. You probably could have sold it to him for 200. I bet we could have. And right. This was at a time when the market was still appreciated. And I think sure. he was basing it on where we were at then. And we weren't really banking that we were going to get this, you know, another, you know, 21% appreciation this next year. And that really helped him out. You know, that, that really helped him get the value at, at the 365 mark. And, you know, to touch on your, you know, to touch on your point with what you said, you know, the sellers are willing to trade you know, the convenience for a cash offer and willing to get rid of equity, you know, for time and convenience. It's exactly what this seller wanted. They didn't want to put it on the market and have people walking through their house and, and dealing with that. And yep. I find that the people 
who do want that and want top, you just don't want to spend your time with those people. You're just wasting your time because what you're missing out on is the people who are willing to sell your, their house at a discount, who are That's looking right. for a cash buyer just like yourself. And I think a lot of people, when they first get started, they'll talk to whoever will talk to them. And that's a mistake that I think a lot of people make is they're talking, a lot of people will talk to them and they really don't know how to weave out who is real and who's not real. And that's the problem I had when I first got into sales in the real estate business is I would just talk to whoever would talk to me and my sales were crap the first six months. And I had to really weave out who was real and who could really buy. And it's almost like who's willing to sell. It's, it's, it's a different set of criteria, but it's, you know, you break it down and you go through the motions and the steps and it's almost all the same. We're deal finders, not deal creators. Put it up, write it somewhere, keep it in front of you. We are deal finders, not deal creators. We need to go out there and have quality conversations with the distressed property owners, see if they actually want to sell, not just have a friendly conversation. Friendly conversations are great, but when you are looking for an unbelievable opportunity, when you're looking to replace your income, when you're looking to, to grow a real business, you need to stay focused and keep conversations based on does this person actually want to sell while I'm talking to him here? We're not just at a barbecue on my off hours. Like this is business time. This is deal finding time, right? This is sacred time to go out there and be proactive. So make sure that you listen to Char and pre-qualify all of your property owners every single time. We pre-qualify them based on the condition of the property, their timeline to sell that property, their motivation to sell that property, and the price. You find out those four things, you keep the conversation centered around those four things, and you're going to not waste your time and spin your wheels. You're going to actually make a huge impact in your community. So based on my numbers, it looked like you netted just over 43 thousand dollars on that deal char that is absolutely incredible and that by the way what was your marketing cost on this that was zero dollars with the agent brought the deal five net profit let's ring that victory bell here we go yes i'm all about those creative ways on on how can we do stuff for free and, and how can we leverage someone else's time to to bring us a deal and also build a relationship you know it's those things that these thoughts that I think at the end of the night when I get my best thoughts and, you know, I tell my girlfriend, I'm like, you should be a multimillionaire by now with all the, the ideas and thoughts I tell you at night when I get my, my best ideas. I joke with her about and that. And you share it, you share it with her? I share all those good well, ideas. Well, lead into that. So let's, let's, let's talk about what do you do for personal development? What do you do to build confidence? What do you do to the, to, the learning that you go through, the personal learning that you go through? It's a great question. You know, I think people always ask what my secret is. And that's why I'm willing to be so transparent and tell them everything that I'm doing, you know, what it's my marketing strategy and, and how I'm doing it. Because I believe at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is mindset. You know, how, how much will do you have to, to get up, you know, at five o'clock, six o'clock and make those cold calls, even though, you know, the seller's going to yell at you or, or tell you, you know, nasty things. And I, I find that this just a mindset thing. And I've been building this mindset, you know, since 2017 is, is when it started. And I've been building it for five years and it's, I still build it to this day. And what I do is, you know, it's a lot of meditation. It's, it's a lot of praying and it's a lot of reading books. And I always tell people that diet is super important. Diet isn't just what you eat. Diet is what you consume in your mind, what you sure. listen to, what you watch, who you surround yourself with. 
you know, iron sharpens iron. The who you surround yourself with is, is who you become. And that is the truest thing that I tell people. If I, if I see somebody who is, who is an alcoholic and has terrible financials, I already know that his friends are probably the same way. His closest peers are the same way. I can can almost guarantee it. But if I, if I see a guy who's a millionaire and his closest buddies, I probably know that they're all millionaires as well. Yep. I love it. And give, give people advice as we're, as we're wrapping up this conversation, give people advice. How do they go out there? How do they start taking action? How do they build the confidence? You know, they're on this path. They found real estate investing. Then they found wholesaling. Then they found wholesaling Inc in this podcast and they're listening. What would you say to them for encouragement or action that they should be taking as they're starting to build their business? I think for whoever is listening to this, I think the biggest thing that you could take away from this is really stop, you know, wasting your life. And what I mean by that is only valuable people in your life, only people who are willing to offer you good value. And what I mean by that is decide what you want to do. If you want to do real estate, you want to become a wholesaler, surround yourself with people that have done it and been successful with it. Surround yourself with positive people that that reinforce you and build you up and, and, and help you out and really try to develop your mindset, trade in the video games, trade in the Netflix for books and podcasts and YouTube videos. And if you do that for six months and, and change the people that you've surrounded yourself with to, to quality people, I guarantee you in six months, you won't even recognize who you are. It's just, I love truth. it. It's just, I truth. love it. How can people follow you? How can people get in touch with you? How can people reach out? Maybe they want to do a joint venture with you or sell you a deal or just want to tell you great job or, or just kind of be in your world. What's the best way for them to do that? Follow me on Instagram. You know, anybody who shoots me a message on Instagram, I always reply to them. I'm humble that way where I remember being new. I remember being new and didn't know where to go. And I pretty much built this thing from the ground up by myself. And I have, you know, lately in the, in the past six months, the past year, I've I've had a lot of great mentors who are better than me. One of them being you, Brent, and a, a, a couple other people who are, you know, who've been in the business for a long time and done crazier and, and, and better things than me. But reach out to me on Instagram, shoot me a DM and, and tell me what you got going on. I actually just helped a guy over in Connecticut. He was, he was trying to wholesale a deal and I jumped on a Zoom call with him. I, I didn't ask him JV or anything like that. I just didn't want to see him get burnt on his first deal. And we kind of walked through everything and I just gave him a good trajectory on where to go and and what to look at and what to do next to get himself in the position that if he wants to do this full time, this is what he has to do moving forward. Thank you, Char, for being on the podcast. Absolutely incredible. Make sure that if listening to him and hearing him and seeing him inspired you to connect with them, make sure that you connect with them. And if you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family. It is the TTP coaching program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check out what it's all about. I have had the honor and the privilege to be able to coach the best of the best around the country. And they're doing amazing things. Check it all out. If it feels good in your belly, make sure that you sign up for a call. And I look forward to working with you personally. And that is it. As always, I sign off encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you. See you. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.